Today's Egg Spotlight episode is sponsored by Energrow. Energrow's oilseed pressing system helps farmers crush their feed costs. The easy way to make fresh, homegrown, high-quality meal plus expeller pressed oil right on the farm. The fully automated Turnkey Crush Pro is easy to set up and run 24-7. To learn more, go to energrow.ca. Welcome to the North American Egg Spotlight. I'm Chrissy Wozniak, and my guest today is from Greenwich, North, uh, New York. She graduated from Cornell University with a degree in animal science and a concentration in business management and marketing. She has a deep love for dairy, was a member of the Cornell University Dairy Judging Team, president of the Cornell University Dairy Club, and was recipient of the 1997 Richard M. Kossoff Business Planning and Entrepreneurship Award. She's president of Morning Ag Clips, which is the place to find breaking local and national agricultural news every day. I would like to welcome Kate Sim. Welcome, Kate, and thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Hi, Chrissy. Uh, thank you for having me. <laughs> so can you tell me a bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, well, um, you did a good job of touching some of the, the big things. Uh, I'm Kate Zim, and originally from New Hampshire, my roots go fairly deep in dairy and large animal care. I My family has a dairy farm, and my goal was always to become a large animal veterinarian, which oh. is why I went out to Cornell, and I got my degree in animal science and have always been connected to dairy, cows, and farming, and never thought that I would be in the communications end of things. <laughs> but one thing always leads to another, as we just previously discussed. And um, I landed in communications and with the morning ad clips and it, uh, it, it has evolved. Um, and part of that it has to do with, I then married a dairy farmer and then we got divorced 10 years ago and had three little kids and a lot of support behind me, but I needed to get into the workforce. So I started with a communications company that handled many ag associations in the state of New York. And it was interesting because he he also had this, what he called the morning ad clips. Like I can't even take credit for it, uh, but there was a lot of issues going on at the state level for legislation. And he started sending out, it was when emails were new back in 2011, 2009 yeah. in that, that area. And he sent this email updating people about what was going on legislatively in agriculture every day called these morning ag clips. And after legislation season got over, people just really enjoyed it. Uh, and to make a long story short, it was, you know, very little. And then I came to work for him, fell in love with the clips. He hated the clips. He sold the clips to me. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So here I am today. Wow. So who are you reaching with the ag clips? Like who's the, who's the audience? So our audience are farmers and ag industry leaders. Mm -hmm. And what's really unique, and you kind of, when you look back at your life, you can see little hints of maybe where you should be that you didn't really catch earlier on. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when I first graduated from college, I was a dairy nutritionist with Cargill. And one of the things that always was, it was hard for me is I'd go onto all these dairy farms and people would want to talk about different issues that were going on in agriculture or a meeting that was being held. And there wasn't just a place to go 
to know what was going on every day. And I always thought in the back of my mind, gosh, I wish I had a paper that I could read every morning that was just about agriculture, mm-hmm. not just like local agriculture, but I just wanted to know a little bit about what was going on in national agriculture. So you fast forward 25 years, <laughs> 20 years, and you see that that is what the morning ag clips is. We always refer to ourselves as that quick one, two to get people going every morning in agriculture. We are religiously there in their inbox every business morning. And I always tell folks, you can take as little or as much time as you want in the clips, but all those headlines are going to give you that information that you need to be smart in your day so that you understand the issues and what's going on. That's right. And you know what we've learned over the past year is that there is a lot that depends on agriculture. I mean, we know that from being in the industry, but I think now even the general public realizes how important agriculture is and and these um, bite-sized news sources so we understand what's going on. I I think that's amazing and I I really appreciate it. Yeah, well, good. I'm glad to hear that because that truly is what it's about is because as an industry, we need to support each other in being informed. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a whole lot of people and other industries that surround us that we have to work in and around to do what we do. And if we don't know what's going on in our own industry, it's pretty hard to navigate in other industries that we need to support us. Right. Yeah, that's it. And there's no charge for subscribers, right? No charge. We do this completely free from the bottom of our hearts. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. So, right. So the model that that we have is that our subscribers, you go on to morningagclips.com and you subscribe for the state edition that you want mm-hmm. uh, because it's not just about the national ag news. It's about that local piece as well. Mm-hmm. And you say what additions you want, and then they'll start showing up in your inbox every morning. Uh, we are supported by our advertisers. Mm-hmm. We also have a portal membership so that folks, associations who want to ensure that their press releases get into our clips are in in a more timely fashion. Uh, there's portal memberships, but we're supported by our advertisers. And I always feel as if our advertisers want to support us because of what we do, the service that we, we do for the folks in agriculture. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, you, I could see on your website too, you've got a pretty big team. At Morning I Ag do. Yes. Yeah. yeah including a director of marketing and a director of positivity. So how did they yes. land those roles? <laughs> I wish I had a picture of them right now. Yeah. Um, we are animal people here at the clips and back uh, one of my team members, uh, she started working with me early on, Brittany, who many people have seen as our head editor, but they got a dog, Oatman, and he is our director of marketing. <laughs> and she would bring him into the office. And then I got a dog a few years later and dogs are always welcome in our office. We we love them to pieces and we would have cats as well. Like I'm a huge barn cat lover, barn kittens. I, I can't even focus. If, if there was a barn kitten, kitten sitting here, it would be like, yeah. Okay. Chrissy. Yeah. 
sorry, got to pay attention to the kitten. Uh, but that's how they got their jobs is they just, they just got into our hearts. So yeah. we put them to work when they're in the office. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I have a soft spot for chickens. I, oh, I'm I love chicken. chicken. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, the same thing. If, if I have a chick, like I just had chickens in the house for a week and and I can hardly focus. I just want I know. just love them so much. <laughs> and and I am like that actually with any, especially a baby animal. Yeah. I don't know whether it's that mother inside of me, it's constantly wanting to take care of something, but if it's small, oh, oh yeah. And you, you know, the saddest part, Chrissy, is I am allergic to cats. Oh no. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. It's pathetic. It is awful. So, uh, you know, I'll see kittens and I'll be like, oh, I love them so much. And then if I don't wash my hands and face immediately, yeah. I just blow up but it was worth it. It was so worth it. (laughs) Small price to pay for joy, deep joy, (laughs) little sneezes, watery eyes. We it's all good. (laughs) That's so funny. So So on the site, you also have a section called just me, Kate. And uh, yeah, they have lovely articles about life and agriculture. Um, I really enjoyed the latest, um, the latest one uh, about how our own manure doesn't stink. Can you yes. tell me about this section and what <laughs> inspires these things? Uh, I can actually. So as I mentioned earlier, I never considered myself a communicator mm-hmm. all through school. It was all about science and, you know, I was always in advanced science with that. You know, I'm going to be a veterinarian someday. So I need to be good at science. And that was where my focus was, but throughout most of my life, I want to say I started at age eight, I would journal Mm -hmm. and I wasn't somebody who put an entry in a diary every day, but when things would come along, that would be funny or that I just needed to work out within myself, I would write. And I was noticing that there are patterns in my life when maybe things were harder, I would write more. It was my way of getting things out. And in particular, when I was going through my divorce, it's such an emotional time, as many people know, and it's hard. I started writing and I would write. It was when the kids were little, I would write about their funny things. I would write about just, just so much. And so I realized I needed an outlet you know, taking articles and press releases in every day from everybody's associations is great. I want to share that, but I just felt as if I wanted to keep writing. And the only way to keep writing is to make yourself write, right? You've got to keep doing it because life just gets in the way, especially like for me, I've got three kids and running around So I write a column every week and it's called Just Me Kate. And it actually started back in 2009, 2010 is when I started it. I was one of the early, early bloggers and it was really podunk. And again, I just did it for myself. But then as I got the morning ad clips and I started realizing the audience that I had and how much I wanted to reach people, nothing makes me happier than when a reader emails me and says, Hey, I loved that article. Or like you saying, Oh, I, I read the, the article about manure stinking and how mine doesn't stink. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's been, it's been my creative outlet. And I'm really excited because we've actually given just me Kate its own website. 
Oh, wow. and we're going to be launching that in the next few weeks. It's, it's oh, just cool. about ready to go, but it also is an area where I can just um, be creative in my thoughts. And I am very much a people person. I love good conversation. I love human nature and understanding why people do what they do and, and how the interactions that we have bounce off of each other. And, and they can either make our lives miserable or they can enrich our lives. And I just love that. So just me, Kate gives me a place where I can do that all the time. That's amazing. I wish I had more time, but I don't right now. So it's my weekly yeah. article and some photos here and there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And you also have, um, farmhouse communication. What do you, what do you provide through that company? Yeah. So farmhouse communications is, um, relatively new. When I look at the span, I've owned the morning ad clip since 2013 is when I officially bought it. Mm-hmm. I've been working in it since 2011. Um, but we noticed that many of the associations that were sending press releases in to us or were not needed services in communications. Mm-hmm. So, I would say to folks, do you write press releases? Send them to us. And they would say, ah, yeah, I meant to write one, but I didn't get it done. And and so I was saying more and more, well, why don't you let us write it? We've got writers on staff. We can take care of it for you. So it has evolved into its own communications arm where we, we manage ag, communicate, ag communications for different associations. Um, maple, corn, soy. We've got a variety. Um, We've even gotten into woodlands. Anything that's grown on this earth, we can communicate about. Wow. (laughs) So (laughs) so it's good. So we're managing social media and doing writing and press releases, website management. So it's kind of, this is the farmhouse side. And and then we've got our morning ad clip side. Wonderful. Keeps me busy. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm um, kind of changing lanes here. Yeah. Looking back over the last year, what have you l- learned regarding agriculture through the pandemic? Uh, it's interesting because I actually, I knew you were going to ask me this question. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to one of my coworkers just, just now before we got on. And it's about resilience. And, and how resilient we are. And it's one of those traits in anybody who's within agriculture that is just always there and we've always had. But I think the pandemic just showcased that and made us realize that much more that it's we're farm strong. We, we've got this. We grow food. We know how to deal with things when there's not enough water, not enough wood, not enough money. We're, we're very frugal. We're very, uh, we have the ability to help our neighbors because we have so much land and resources that we kind of take for granted every day in running our ag businesses. But for me, that really was highlighted along with the network that growing food is. And what I thought was so great about the pandemic is it showed everyone in the world how important infrastructure is in moving food and feeding people. Yeah. 
And we're still dealing with those, those issues. I mean, we're just coming out of the pandemic and the chain of how food moves is, is slower. And we've always, we always known that we've always talked about that to consumers, but wow, it's pretty eye-opening when you walk into your local grocery store and there's no fresh fruits and vegetables. Yeah. And there's, there's no items on the shelf that are usually there for the cereal and granola bars. And so as hard as the pandemic was and how much negative effect it had, I always try to look at the positive. And I think one of the positive things we can take out of it is just that that was showcased to our consumers about the importance of keeping the food supply and chain of movement intact. Absolutely. I remember last summer having a craving for brisket so bad and (laughs) couldn't find it anywhere. (laughs) And that was, you know, one of the first times where I wanted food and I couldn't get it a certain type of food in our whole lives. That's pretty weird. Right. To think that we are that spoiled where it took till I was in my forties to actually not be able to find something that I was looking right. for. Right. Right. And it gives you, and doesn't it give you so much more appreciation and compassion for those in this world that don't have yes. the ability for the choices or even to have food on the shelf to buy yeah. every day, like we do. And I, I always say, you know, everything that we do in this, in our days, it's a choice. And hopefully some of this has made it so that people start recognizing it's a choice to appreciate every day. Yeah. And it's a choice to go to the grocery store and just be, I'm so thankful that there are tomatoes right now because yeah. I'm so thankful that there's the local farmer's market where I can buy local and and i and that's another thing i think has been brought to the attention of the consumers as a result of the pandemic is the importance of supporting the local agriculture because when that food supply sh- chain shuts down all around us mm-hmm. we have farms in our community that have freezers full of meat yeah. and can can work to feed us and help to feed us farms that are making gallons and gallons and gallons of milk every day. Mm -hmm. And consumers, I think, see that now it's more relevant. And one of the women that I work with, um, her parents do farmer's markets for meat, meat, and three times the number of people are visiting the farmer's market now. Wow. Is that right? That's a result of the pandemic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. More, so much more awareness. So much more. Yeah. So I, I have to say there, you know, I look at it, the pandemic as it was really rough. And as you shared your story about not being able to cross the border and see your family and, you know, there were lots of hardships, but when I try to shift from those hardships and go to the positive place, I see so much, so much positive that we in agriculture can celebrate as a result. For sure. Yeah. And so what do you think is the most important takeaway for the industry? I think it's still about supporting each other, whether it be uh, local, you're a local farm and you supply locally through your farmer's markets, through your CSAs, or it is the larger farm that is supporting the greater infrastructure. Mm -hmm. It's all important. And 
we need to embrace those differences. You know, we get caught up sometimes in, you know, uh, on this hand and this hand and those differences on how we choose to grow our food, how we choose to, what scale that growth is for our farms. And I think that we need to continue to support all of us. It takes all of us to make this world work. And it's time that we start appreciating those differences on how we do things instead of harboring negativity for lack of a better way to say it. So I think that's one thing that we learned within agriculture. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So that kind of leads right into like the biggest opportunities for agriculture just are hand in hand with that, right? It really is. I mean, to continue to support infrastructure, uh, to continue to support the local movement, Mm -hmm. because in the end, that's going to be so much better environmentally to keep it all local so that we're not trucking food all over. But to recognize, you know, here in upstate New York, we have a giant city that's just three hours south of us, and they can't possibly grow all their food within that small amount of space. So they need us to be able to get food to them, to get milk to them, to get meat to them. And we need to ensure that that is taken care of because there's so many folks down there and they touch us on the opposite. It's their computer savvy. It's their programming. It's their consumption that then turns around and supports our business. Yes. So, so we need to do that. Um, the other thing that we we need to continue our path is the workforce mm-hmm. and uh, creating the desire for people to work in agriculture. I know so much is becoming more and more robotic, which is fine, but there's nothing like humanness to get jobs done. Yeah. And I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and it was about how rewarding physical labor is. Yes. Not only for the body, it's kind of hard on the body as <laughs> you get more mm-hmm. aches and pains, but it's so good for the mind. And I feel bad because most of our population, I feel as if is not in a day-to-day job where they are using their bodies to physically tire themselves. Yeah. And I think that that has a lot to do with mental health and um, if we can get people moving more mm-hmm. and it's great to exercise. Like I'm an exerciser every morning I, I exercise, but it's not the same yeah. as working for like your job. That's it. Yeah. There's just so much pleasure in watching what you've done come to fruition because of your, your hard labor. Yeah. And, and I always find what's interesting just working on, you know, my own small farm is, is where your brain goes while you're working like that. Yes. And the things that you think of, because you're not so you, your mind can be still and then receive like the great ideas, right. When you're, when you're working with your hands and you're doing something with that's, you know, putting all those great chemicals through your body. And yes, it's great. Yeah, it it's really great. is. And and I think about the times, like for me, as when I write my piece every, every week, mm-hmm. usually the idea comes when I'm not sitting at my desk. Yes. Rarely, 
does it happen when I sit at the desk? If it does come when I'm sitting at the desk, it's because I've had a Zoom interaction or I've had a conversation with somebody else in the office that like the light bulb goes on and I'm like, aha, that's what I'm going to write about. But typically it's when I'm out in my garden, it's when I'm lugging salts into the water softener. It's that physical labor. And I think it's because as you made a great point. Your mind stills. Yeah. And then it's as if everything that's floating out there for creativity is able to be heard because your mind's quiet. Right. And you're not just like pounding yeah. through getting things done. Yeah. 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 I love so it. In my next life, or maybe <laughs> as I think about where my business is going, I've often thought, you know, oh, I just want to stack more wood or, yeah. oh, I just want to muck out some stalls more. And I'm trying to figure out how can I get my work done, but yet still do that part. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's when I was young, I worked in greenhouses. Okay. So just the thought, sometimes when I'm stressed, I think about cleaning geraniums <laughs> or pinching tomatoes or whatever, right? Just those, those things that are, are comforting and in that environment where I just think, okay, someday I'm just going to own my own greenhouse because it's just such a great, uh, yeah, same therapy. Thing. Yeah, that's it. It is therapy. Yeah, it is. It is. And I, and I, so going back to your question about what are some of our challenges and I, I brought in the workforce is I'm just not quite sure how we educate our youth about the power of physical work. Right. And how great that is. And that, you know, they, they look at these um, computer systems, those jobs with these high figures on them, and that's what they're going to. And maybe their minds are good. They're smart enough to attain that. But at the end of the day, what is more important, that really large paycheck or feeling just completely exhausted physically but yet mentally feeling so fulfilled yeah, because you had a great harvest all day. You got all that sweet corn picked or yeah. um, you, you milked a lot of cows or something like that. It's how mm-hmm. do we, how do we teach them how great it is? Yeah. That's such a good point. I, I, you're right. Somehow that has to get passed along to the, you know, people coming up into yeah. the workforce for sure. Yeah. And it's easy with, you know, kids in agriculture get that, but there's less and less of those kids in agriculture. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So how, where can people find you? Um, How can they sign up? Morningagclips.com. Easy enough. Yeah. And and then it's all right there. And, you know, there's always works in progress on, on websites and stuff, but, and then you, but you can always email me and I'll be thrilled. Kate at morningagclips.com. Awesome. That's very good. And then I have one last question. Okay. What gets you out of bed in the morning and what are you most passionate about in this life? Oh gosh. Well, it's pretty easy and it's my three boys. Yeah. It's my three boys. I, I love more than anything being a mother. And one of the things that I recognize, which is one of the reasons I own my own business is I realized quite quickly after getting into the workforce, after getting divorced, is that I needed to own my own business so I could be the mother that I wanted to be. Right. Because at the end of the day, for me, 
if that piece of my life isn't under control, being the mom that I want to be, making sure my ducks have the care that I think is what they should have with that mother-child relationship and all that encompasses it, I'm not happy. I, I just, I'm not happy. I can't focus on anything. And I really felt during that year and a half that I wasn't in control of my own business, that it was a constant struggle because I was being put, my conscientious nature is to be a really good employee, but yet the pull towards my kids just, just killed me having to make those calls and those changes. Whereas as your own boss, you can, you can work it the way it needs to be worked. And, and so my passion in life is my three children mm-hmm. and um, what gets me out of bed really is taking care of their needs first, mm-hmm. but then other people, I have great people in my world and in my life. And I love communicating with them and talking through their problems and my problems and, and just sitting down and having a cup of coffee. That's awesome. Oh yeah. The coffee is definitely up there. It is. Nothing, there's nothing like, like I almost feel empty right now with this interview because I feel like I should have a cup of coffee and yeah. just kind of be drinking it and just soaking it in. Yeah. Uh, oh, I can totally relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me, Kate. That was a great conversation. You're welcome, Chrissy. I had a great time and I love to talk about things as it pertains to agriculture and communication. Awesome. And thank you to everyone who's watching or listening. If you want more information, all the links are provided in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe to North American Egg Spotlight on YouTube. Uh, And uh, our podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And have a great day. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to today's Egg Spotlight episode where we put the spotlight on people and companies doing great things for the agricultural industry. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, or on your favorite podcasting platform and give us a five-star review. You can also follow us on YouTube and Rumble to see the video version of Ag Spotlight. Also, head on over to NorthAmericanAg.com to subscribe to our Industry Connect update newsletter. If you're interested in advertising opportunities, email us at connect at NorthAmericanAg.com. Thanks for listening. Fastline Auctions, the ultimate destination for online farm equipment auctions. Looking to list equipment? Fastline Auctions knows farmers, and farmers have trusted Fastline for their equipment needs for over 45 years. With unmatched digital reach and direct-to-farmer catalogs, they can find the right buyer for your equipment. Not to mention, they have the industry's lowest commission rates. And if you're looking for equipment to buy, you can bid with confidence. No buyer premiums, no reserves, just integrity. Fastline Auctions, your trusted platform for hassle-free, cost-effective farm equipment auctions. Visit fastline.com for more information. You can join us for a tour of the Fastline Auctions platform July 13th at 6.30 p.m. To register for this webinar, go to northamericanag.com slash fastline hyphen webinar. That's northamericanag.com slash fastline hyphen webinar to register now.